Hey everybody, welcome back to Going for Two with Jack Taylor. My name is Jack Taylor. My name's Hunter too. And we are stoked for another weekend of Mississippi State football, college football in general. Um, Mississippi State is on the up and up, ranked 16th in the country now, and we are just having more fun than we've had in a very long time, it, especially in the Mike Leach era, aside from week one of 2020. Uh, this is the most fun we've had, sitting at 5-1 and one and looking ahead at a, at a Kentucky team who's very beatable. Um, hopefully. But, uh, <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. Um, we're not going to talk about the games after that quite yet because – we're just not going to talk about that. We're yeah, focus we try. We try to fight out negativity around here. That's right. That's right. But the um, second but, we lose another game, we're going straight negative. Yeah, like our ceiling is six and six at that point. Um, but no, we we are super excited for another weekend of college football and um, potentially another win for Mississippi State. We'll talk about all that in a little bit. But first of all, I just want to critique one big thing, and that is Thursday night football. What? Who on earth is making the schedule for this? Because uh, Bezos, right? I think you'd have to be. Yeah, it's all on Amazon, which that's my first critique. Um, yeah, okay. hmm. it works. Yeah, that's my first. Critique. I mean, it's better than it being on NFL Network. You're right. That is that is accurate. But just put it on like ESPN, maybe. Um, Monday Night Football's for. Why can't they just both be on ESPN? Because ESPN Why do you have to pay for that. They have to share the love. I wouldn't pay for Thursday Night Football. Last night we got to watch a phenomenal game between the Bears and the Commanders. And you just want to tell us how that went, Hunter? Uh, no, I didn't watch it. Um, I think it was, was it the second straight uh, Thursday Night game that had some teams score 12? Well, like... that's fun. What was last week? Denver and... Denver um, and the Colts? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know, just quality Riveting. of play is, is insane in the NFL. Riveting. Um, you know, they don't miss with the primetime games. They're, they're just... There's no excuse for ever liking NFL football more than college football. You look uh, at... On the, Thursday night, one, there was a better college football game. Yeah. Like a 43-40... to 40, Win from West Virginia over Baylor, like just a an upset action uh, high scoring game, close, um not and disgusting. It's not, it's not that like the NFL just has better defenses and like it's harder to score. The defenses sucked too. It was just I I don't understand how a final and these people are paid millions of dollars. Like it, it's different than like when a college game is like so bad that it's kind of funny to watch. Like yeah, like I watched FIU tonight just to kind of, you know, I watched SMU ba- uh, Navy. Like that wasn't really fun, but it was much better than watching a twelve I mean, to that, seven. That game. was a close game. That was thirty four forty. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Navy scored twenty in the fourth. It's crazy stuff. Quality of play. I mean, that's what I've always said. Quality, Quality of play. Is just if, you, if you prefer the NFL. I just I just have to question your judgment and if you if you, know, you prefer the NFL, uh, message us why. Actually, don't even message us. We're gonna block you. Um, no, no. Anyway, no, say say message us and then we'll block. Oh yeah, we want to have like a really good conversation with you. Try to um, open ourselves up to it. Ha ha. Yes. Ha 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 ha. Okay. Are you now, becoming a sicko? I'm a sicko mode. Okay. <laughs> 
So that's not enough with the critique of, of NFL football. Sunday in fantasy, when my guys on my fantasy team play, our fantasy team play, um, I'll be happy again. And I'll like the NFL for, for a few hours. But anyway, we're going to look back at last week at a few notable games. And there were, there were more than we're going to talk about, but we're just going to focus on four big ones right here. Um, the last game that happened is actually the first game that we're going to talk about, or the last game I, I knew it happened. I fell asleep right after this one. But Alabama beats A&M 24-20, um, a game that Bryce Young didn't didn't play in. Uh, Milrow played. Milrow started at quarterback and kind of proved five, that he's... Did he have five total turnovers, or was it four? I know. I think it was four. That's disgusting. How did they win? Yeah. I'll tell you why. Um, so... Uh, A&M gets a stop really, really late in the game, and they have a chance to drive down the field and score. They're down by four, so they can't just kick a field goal. They have to score a touchdown. Um, through some just insane luck and Haynes King passes, which I just equate to luck, and um, referees going against Alabama teams, uh, which I also equate to luck, um, they are down at the one-yard line, and Jimbo Fisher just has to hand the ball to or, or do anything right. other than like what he did. Or do anything than throw a pass that's not even a pass into the end zone. Your quarterback didn't move. Like at least they at least give me the the joy of watching Haynes King roll out and throw an interception. I I remember in 2017 Nick Fitzgerald had a chance for a hail mary to beat Alabama. Like, it wasn't on the one-yard line. It was a Hail Mary from, like, the 50-yard line. And he threw it, like, out at the back of the end zone. Like, didn't even give us a chance, and I was angry at that. But, like, I mean, we threw the ball toward towards the end zone, right? And that was Dan Mullen calling plays, who doesn't, who isn't guaranteed $95 million. <sighs> He's actually unemployed right now. Yeah, actually, well, he's not he's a gig with ESPN, not, I guess. Not coach, but um, yeah. His wife's green. What what that ESPN what that guy, what that caller, what that caller on the fine bomb show said. A hitman's probably cheaper than a ninety-five million dollar buyout. <laughs> All right, um, yeah, next game but, is yeah. Uh, Jimbo almost got his extension, um, so good yeah. for him. He can probably do a that little spin it. zone. Say, you know, we're close. Just um, send those sixteen numbers on your credit card. Those three wacky digits on the back. We'll beat them next year. Uh, mm-hmm. Fight on old rock. Yeah. The good ag. All right, next game is Tennessee Panky, over Panky. LSU. Sorry. <laughs> Tennessee in their smoky gray uniforms over uh, LSU 40-13. to 13, um, had, yeah, all of, had all of Tiger Stadium singing Rocky Top. And... Um, just kind of solidifying themselves as a top 10 team really right now. Um, just taking care of business at LSU in an 11 a.m. game. Um, and that's just setting them up perfectly for uh, having game day, uh, having their biggest game of their game season. Again. Having, yeah, again. And having uh, their biggest game against Alabama, you know, their biggest chance to win, I think, in over a decade. My life for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, the last time they beat Alabama – they beat them in 2006 and went down in the rankings. So that shows you the state of 
college football at that point. So you know, teams that beat Alabama in 2006 were washed. Yeah. Don't even talk about 2007. Okay. Um, that's that's all I have there. I mean, it just kind of solidified Tennessee as like they might be for real. Yeah. Um, this this week they have a much bigger opportunity to do that, and um, it will be a much more difficult opportunity. But I. I kind of like the balls this weekend. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, game number three, we're going to talk about Texas over Oklahoma, and it was a riveting matchup um, just between Quinn Ewers and first-year head coach uh, Brent Venables. Texas beats Oklahoma 49-0, to and um, people are people are asking, is Quinn Ewers him? Um, Texas had more points than Oklahoma had passing yards. Oh, Oh no. Yeah. Um Yeah, uh Oklahoma ended this game with uh, 39 passing yards. Mm. Two interceptions. Really what I think what is Texas right now like 3 and 2? Uh maybe 4, four and, two. and 2. 4 and 2. 4 and 2. Okay. Going into um, an easy Iowa State. Very very arguably 6 and 0 oh, if Quinn Ewers has been healthy the whole time. Uh, I, I definitely think they hold on to beat Bama if he if he stays in that game for all four quarters, and then I, I don't think the Texas Tech game happens either. So, I mean, having him back, you have a very good chance to go ten and two. You know, looking at the rest of their schedule. Yeah, um, they've their two losses. They lost them by a combined four points. Yeah, I mean, you you have to think that you know it was just a little bit of bad luck. Obviously, having Quinn Ewers out with the with the collarbone injury after the Bama game, but. You know, they have him now, so now there's no excuse to lose. Wouldn't it games. be um, easier to do him, Ewers? I tried it, but I, I stuck with Quinn Hemmers. I, I could have like gone girl power and gone Quinn you hers. That was you a good hims, one. You him. He, nope. he, him. All right, next game we've got UCLA <laughs> over Utah, um, forty-two to thirty-two. Um, UCLA stays undefeated, and Utah gets to turn around from this game uh, and and play USC the immediately. Biggest, the biggest game of the Pac-12 season uh, yeah. during the preseason. But so, I kind of hope that that ends up not being the case. I want UCLA versus USC to be the biggest game of the Pac-12. Yeah, I want the Battle of Los Angeles to to be. Incredible, dude! The, um, the thirty-two thousand people there will be rock. Well, that'll be a ruckus crowd. Okay, do not, don't over exaggerate. Twenty twenty-nine k. All right, um, another big game. I know it's not on here, but I just remembered it. Oklahoma State uh, beat Texas Tech. So um, everything Texas runs Tech, through Lubbock. Everything runs through Lubbock. I just wanted a chance to say that everything runs through Stillwater now. Um, but if you run through Stillwater, it's no longer still water. Um, um, Michigan State lost again. Tuck coming. Uh, tuck coming. All right. Um, that's all I got for last week's games. Um, we are going to touch on our big win against Arkansas very, very quick. How many minutes do you think we can get through this in? Um, I'm going to shoot for one. Probably like as like it'll probably be close to like the amount of time Arkansas was in this game. Okay. So, so. not even the first drive. So, so like a minute. Okay, so I'll do point number one and three, and you can do points two and four. Okay. All right. Our game against Arkansas last Saturday, KJ, KJ, KJ Jefferson did not play. He warmed up with full pads, but KJ didn't play. 
and it wouldn't have mattered if you did. Dogs win. Yeah. Um, Hornsby. Um, so if you look at the quarterbacks that we've had issues against, um, fast guys, and Hornsby may be the fastest quarterback I've ever seen. <laughs> like, yeah, this dude's just a blur. Um, he had eight completions for 234 yards. Um, that's stupid. Uh, like, Hornsby's going to ruin some team someday. Like, like playing against them, just like... Yeah. Um, yeah, they... We stopped their running attack from Sanders. You know, best running back in the SEC, I guess. That's what I heard. Um, Dylan What's... ran for 100 yards seven on 17 carries. So those are better numbers. Um, Marks mm-hmm. ran for 52 on 16. Those are just as good numbers. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. I'm just going to tell you. Um, I think you said it last week, but Arkansas in 2020, they developed a blueprint and kind of showed it to all of the SEC on how to beat KJ Costello. Mm-hmm. They yeah. did not show you how to beat Will Rogers and a successful air raid. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, I was kind of... Do not rush three drop eight against us. Unless or, your front three are really, really good, except for Arkansas's kind of were, but they didn't get a sack or touch our quarterback. Um, for the second straight week, no sacks. And Will Rogers is accurate enough and patient enough to pick you apart just about every single time. I didn't even notice get... that Mark's got 80 receiving yards in this game. He did. Jeez, our running backs are so good. (sighs) That's fun. Um, uh, Next point, dogs win. Yep. All right, we're going to move on to our Kentucky preview uh, with this one. And we have just as much information about Kentucky as we did against Arkansas. So um, just stay tuned for all of this magic we've got going on. Um, Number one, and the most important point of all day, of, of the whole game, new state script uniforms. Uh, or helmets, excuse me, um, all white uniforms, stormtroopers, but with state script on the helmet. Yeah, it, it looks awesome. Um, what's looks up incredible. with us uh, bringing out good uniforms against teams from Kentucky? Or baseball uniforms against just Kentucky. Yeah. Like, I don't understand it. But, it's, it's yeah, weird. Bowling Green Bowling Green got them. Uh, Kentucky gets them now. And uh, it sparked a whole debate that I really don't want to get into about, you know, Replacing the banner M with the state script we'll or just the word week. or just the word state. I'm gonna wait until we are one and zero in these uniforms first, and then we can do state script on maroon helmets and whatever we want to after that. Um, so you just gotta go one and zero in them, and then a whole lot of doors start opening up. But um, do we have any word on, on Will Levis yet, Hunter? Uh, yeah, he seems like he's good to go. Um, what I kind of wanted to do with this game is. Um, I, th- I think we know what Kentucky is. Um, you, you can't really look at last week since they didn't have Levis, but in the Ole Miss game, I mean, uh, they were there and they had a chance against Ole Miss. And, I mean, the Vought was kind of rocking. Cause, like, it was a completely sold-out crowd. And, like, they went in there and they had a chance against them. But I, I, I kind of said this, like, I think it was, like, our season preview. I was like, like, we know the thing about the home team has won the Kentucky-Mississippi State matchup like the past few years. The only good team that's gone to Lexington and lost is 2018. Like, yeah. Like, 2020 was god-awful. Yeah, 2016, 
one of the worst teams I can remember, aside from the 2020. And I guess Hawks. 2014 went there and struggled, but it was probably like a letdown spot of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> but they won. Mm-hmm. So that, that's just my thing. Uh, I don't want to get like too much into like, just like, oh, you know what? The history says this. Because like last year, or, or 2020, our offense did nothing. Did not score. First time Mike Leach ever did that in his tenure. We scored on a safety. Uh, yeah. Don't know what the final score was. It was like 24 to 2. 24 to 2. Oh, look mm-hmm. at me knowing stuff. Um, but then you go to last year. Will goes 36 for 39. So that's like an SEC single game uh, completion, completion percentage. percentage. Uh, mm-hmm. For 344 yards, one touchdown. We ran for 94 yards on him. Wally had a great game against him. And Will Levis threw three interceptions. Yeah. And it's not like Will Levis has gotten better. It's the Will Levis's like allure isn't that he's this super polished quarterback. It's that he's six foot three or four, tall, big arm, and like you, they're gonna. He try has to, the tools. He's not. He's not good. He's, <laughs> he's not a currently good or developed quarterback. They're just saying he has the potential. Yeah. He, that, that's that's the that's the rumors about him. Um, it's, it's not saying he's, it's he's like going how to be Mahomes Josh Allen. And Josh saying Allen he could have ruined like scouting for the NFL. Like, yeah, many many quarterbacks are going to be drafted early and way too early for him, just because yeah. some coach in some front office thinks that they can turn him into the next Josh Allen. But maybe the next Josh Allen just doesn't come. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I'm going to go out and say it. I don't think it's going to come in the form of Will Levis. But um, uh, I'd be glad if I was wrong. I mean, it would be kind of kind of cool. I mean, yeah, I mean uh, mid, mid, mid-tier SEC quarterback I, going to the league and being good. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to say that we went 2-0 and against the, the best quarterback in NFL history. Yeah, if, if that's what he turns out to be. Who knows? Um, but... That being said, he is the future number one overall pick, and we need to give him some respect. So, um, all right. Uh, we are going to face uh, Chris Rodriguez for the, the ninth year in a row. So what do we have on we're, him? We're getting, we're getting on he's old now. Um, Chris Rodriguez, um, he's a t- probably like top, I mean, got to be like top five SEC running back. You know, he's just yeah. one of those Kentucky guys. Um he hasn't had much success against Mississippi State in his career. Last year, he had eight carries for 34 yards, um, and his long in that game was 15, so um, half of those yards came from one run. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I remember that run. It was like, uh, I, it may have not gotten a first down. <laughs> like, well, the Chris Rodriguez puts no fear in my heart during this game. Yeah. Uh, we've seen mm-hmm. him for like three years. Uh, as their as their lead guy, and yeah. I'm I'm just not too worried. I know his yards per carry are good, but the production just hasn't been there against State. So yeah. I, I'm I'm personally not worried about Chris Rodriguez or honestly well, Kentucky's offense against uh, our defense, just because yeah, I Chris haven't Rodriguez, seen it. If you if you wanted some updated numbers on Chris Rodriguez this year, he's played in two games uh, at uh, Ole Miss and then at home against South Carolina. So the game against Ole Miss, 19 carries for 72 yards and a touchdown. And then uh, against South Carolina, 22 carries for 126 yards 
That's 5.7 yards per carry and um, no touchdowns there. That was an abysmal game for, for Kentucky. Uh, yeah, he, he was, was their entire he, offense. He, he was their offense. He was their bright spot. Uh, Will Levis really has to carry this offense for them to, to have any success. Um, and, and I think those two working together could, could form a pretty good one-two punch. I mean, Will Levis, like we said, we had, he has the build. I'm sure he could I'm sure he could beat us with his arm. But we challenged I, him to last year and he threw three interceptions. Yeah. We talked right, on the right. same podcast about like, okay, let's let Will Levis beat us. Sell yeah. out against the and, run and, and make him throw. And like at the end of the day, I wouldn't be just entirely shocked if he did, but yeah. just because I'm not I'm not shocked if anybody beats Mississippi State with their arm or their legs or whatever. I don't know. I just I, I think that's the, that's our strategy is just make Will Levis beat you, make Chris Rodriguez beat you. Make him the neither first of them, Neither of them have ever proven that they could do that to us. Um, like um, the twenty four to two game in twenty twenty, um, so they scored off of a a fumble recovery, right? Uh, I think. I th- I think, think it was uh, a fumble recovery. Mark and then there was a pick. That, there, was a there pick. was an interception that got him down to like the two yard line. Yeah, there was like five interceptions in that game, and they only scored twenty four points. Six interceptions. <laughs> My God, that was our first time ever seeing Will Rogers as well. Yeah, yeah, and, so. and then there was that stupid one, the throw to Osiris in the end zone, and Osiris got like yeah, and that got blamed on Will Rogers forever. So. Will Will anyway, is the king um, of interceptions that aren't his fault but then like any time that he throws an interception that should be intercepted it gets dropped so his interception numbers are like he, probably pretty accurate he just like <laughs> Dak for real <laughs> Dak in the NFL will throw the most beautiful pass and then it'll just bounce off a receiver's hands and get a return for a pick six and then everybody's like oh garbage time Go bring in Cooper Rush <laughs> it's, it's coming okay um one last thing. Do you think Kentucky's going to show us a rush three drop eight, or, they've le- or have they learned? I, I think it's what Kentucky does. Uh, I mean, they're not going to change from their identity. So so okay. I guess that's what they're going to do. I, I mean, okay. they, they don't blitz a lot, so I hope people don't blitz us this year because the one team that yeah. had success against us blitzed us a ton. Yeah. I will say that's the. I think that's the key for for both of these teams is just to get after the quarterback because Will has shown the last two weeks that when he's comfortable, when he has time in the pocket, Wait, he's going to be. Which Will are you talking about? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> will Rogers is good, if he has time. If he if he uh, has a clean pocket, I mean, even if he doesn't have a clean pocket, he's he's shown the ability to step up and do well. Um, and anybody that just doesn't pressure him. They're just asking to get picked apart by him. Will Levis, I mean, he can, he can run. He can. I'm sure he's got strength to throw a deep ball if he needs to. Um, I mean, we just need to put pressure on him I, too. I guess. And, I guess another thing that we didn't talk about is Will Levis is actually hurt. Like yeah, like his like, ankle is on, messed up. His finger is dislocated and his ankle is messed up. So. I'm not sure the throwing or the running is going to be there. So then again, uh, he's going to be on those four shots. I reiterate, please just make him beat you, yeah. and I promise life will be easier. Zach Ronette obviously has no no problem bringing pressure. He has pro- he actually has a problem not bringing pressure. So uh, that shouldn't be an issue for us. But going into um, this, I really thought that Levis was going to sit, um, just because the, I mean, he's behind the worst offensive line in the SEC. 
Um, one of the has, worst in FBS. And, and he, he has, has top an ankle, 10. History, ankle injury, and he has top 10 draft buzz. Yeah. Uh, and like, it's a uh, bye week after this. Why are you playing this game? <laughs> in the famous words of Hunter 2, he'll be out by the second quarter. All right. That's going to move us into this week's pick Um We have 10 games that we're going to pick, and I just want to give a huge shout-out to myself right now for going 10-0. First time in Going for Two history that a fan or a, a co-host has ever gone 10-0. So I just want to give myself a pat on the back for that and then give another shout-out to the other Nathan Taylor for going 9-1. and one. He's uh, hot he this year, the, isn't he? Yeah, this is his second win. He missed the UCLA and Utah game. Um, couldn't be me. Is he back to back nine and one? I think there was a gap in between there. I think it was oh, our. Um, yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, congratulations to both Nathan Taylors, me and the real Nathan Taylor. All right, so game number one, we've got number three Alabama at number six Tennessee. Game days there. Is it an eleven a.m. game? Uh, no, it's the two um, thirty. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, this game, it's it's an odd one because I I think in my mind everything points to Tennessee winning. Um, there's they've got this buzz around their program like they haven't had in my lifetime. Um, Alabama's coming off of just a a rough week, and then you pair that with the bad week against um, Texas. Uh, and they're just not good on the road anymore and, unless yeah. it's in Starkville yeah, they will they will tear up some Starkville football anyway um, that all that being said I'm going Bama here I just it pains me to pick against Bama because I just feel like an idiot and I just feel like these are the kind of games that Bama will just win handily so um, I'm just, I'm going to take Bama here yeah um, Tennessee um, they they've been waiting for this moment for a long time. Uh, I mean, they, they were a dead program for for a while, like like four years. Um, mm-hmm. they they've been beat up on in this rivalry. Um, it's a heated one, and they have their victory cigars ready. But I I guess I guess wait until next year. Uh, hey, if you got them, smoke them. But it's just. I mean, every 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 time a team like gets up, I mean, I guess I guess I can't say that because 2019 LSU, uh, it was hyped up to be a game like this, and then it delivered. Yeah, that's so, that's so that's stuff. What the stuff can happen. That's the last one I remember like this, and LSU obviously, like you said, did win it, and it was at Bama. Um, so this is even more favorable for Tennessee than that one was. Um, I know I, I mentioned that Bama's had struggled with a couple of teams this year. Tennessee, we went to overtime with Pitt, who isn't just a top-tier program, and then um, beat Florida by what five points? I think thirty-eight. Yeah, but it was it was they took their foot off the gas like up like eighteen. Yeah, I'm just saying both teams have had games where they they could have won more decisively and they haven't. So yeah. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm taking Bama here still, though. Yeah, me too. All right. Game number two is another top ten matchup. Uh, we've got number ten Penn State traveling to Ann Arbor at number five Michigan. 
I don't really have much about this one. I'm yeah, gonna neither of these. The best win between these two teams is Purdue. Um, so if Purdue only beats good teams, and they didn't beat Penn State, that means Penn State's not a good team, right? By some property of math, you're correct. Yes. Okay, so I'm picking Michigan. <laughs> I'm going Michigan here as well. Is that, All right. at, is that one at Michigan? Yeah, that's at yeah, Michigan, cool. yeah. All right, game number three, we've got number eight, Oklahoma State traveling to number 13, TCU. TCU undefeated this year. Is, that, is Oklahoma State undefeated as well? Uh, yes. Yes, okay. This, this is like kind of big college football playoff implications. Yeah, I mean, like the Big Twelve big, is like weirdly, we could be looking at the Big Twelve champion out of these two teams right like here. Like Big Twelve and Pac Twelve are off the mat this year. Yeah, like Pac Twelve has some good teams in it. For real, yeah. And I mean, Big UCLA Twelve and is USC. the same thing. Yeah, Oregon State's right. good. Oregon's really good now. UCLA's good. USC's good. Utah's good. Pac Twelve. It's weird. Pop off. All right, I'll let you take this one first. Um, I'm going TCU here. I really don't know why. Um, there's like two teams in the country that have um, won every game by um, like two scores. Um, it's Oklahoma State and Ohio State. Um, yeah. So it feels weird, you know, picking against a team like that. I love pointing out a stat like that and then just completely going against it. Yeah, it's. I'm only picking TCU because the betting line is at TCU minus four, and that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. So, so I'm going with the, that they're smarter than me. Yeah. All right. I'm also going TCU. I I, I saw this as a as a toss up, and I'm just giving it to the home team. Um, TCU uh, had their big win against Kansas last week, which sounds hilarious, but and they should have I mean, lost weirdly. Yeah. So I hate we're going to take the smart pick and, and go TCU. All right. Um, game number four, we've got number 15, NC State, at number 18, Syracuse. Um, and I'm going to do what, I, what I've already done once this year and, and regretted it. I'm going to pick against Syracuse. I'm going NC State here. Uh, yeah. Um, Leary's out uh, for NC State, and their offense looked horrible last week after he was out. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did get the win against Florida State in a thrilling battle where, you know, Florida State sold. Um, but I'm not picking against Schrader. Uh, give me Schrader. There you go. This game is just full of things that I didn't know. I didn't know that. Didn't, <laughs> I didn't know their big guy was not playing. So uh, uh, He hasn't been great this year anyways. Yeah. That makes sense. He's kind of sucked. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going NC State. You're going Syracuse. That's our first one we've disagreed on. So um, our pick is even, if I didn't say that, even on the year. Loser has to wear a, an Ole Miss sweatshirt of some sort, whether it's come to the sip or transfer to the sip or party in the sip. Or the, or the goodest boy. The goodest the... boy in the sip. Something in the sip. So Something um, that, that Lane would wear. In a yeah. press conference. I, except for the SIP SEC logo. Or, Neither of us. And there's another block. Um, no Colonel Reb. No Colonel Reb. We're not racist. 
Confirmed. All right, next game is game number five. We've got number seven, USC, at number 20, Utah. Uh, I picked USC because I want I want USC to be good. All right, I picked USC because I want them in the playoff later this year. Um, Let's go. That's, that's all I got. All right, game number six. That was quick. Uh, we got number 19, Kansas, at Oklahoma. And um, I, picked, reiterate, I, p- I picked my, Kansas because I want Oklahoma to lose. I wait. We need I to look up Kansas's Kansas. colors. Ooh. I'm just gonna go ahead and say uh, I know we've talked about Oklahoma already in the show. They lost 49 nothing last week against uh, a rival. Their team has lost three in a row: Kansas State, TCU, and Oklahoma. Now, um, and Oklahoma lost to TCU by a whole lot of points. Kansas lost to TCU by very few points. Meaning by the transitive property, Kansas has already beaten Oklahoma. But these two teams still have to play. And in this game, I think Oklahoma's going to win. So that's our second difference today. Um, ha-ha, um, so I just looked up Kansas's colors on brand.ku.edu. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of their secondary colors is terracotta. Wait, wait, we're talking about purple, not orange. <laughs> Long day. Um, I don't think that Oklahoma really likes orange too much recently. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of, yeah. Um, which one of these colors is close to close to purple? Knights? Knights? Pretty. Um, uh, it doesn't look like Kansas has any purple. Yeah. But blue and red together is purple, right? Right. Can we just... Can we just call this um, the Basketball 2.0? Uh, Blake produced... Griffin versus um, Blake Joel Griffin Embiid. Blake Griffin Buddy Heald versus uh, the National Champs. Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the Twins. Yep. All right, game Carl number seven. Anthony Towns. Game number seven. It's our first. Wait. What? Starts That's... with a K. He went to Kentucky. Starts with a K. <laughs> All right, game number seven. We got our first unranked matchup. We got Arkansas at BYU. And what a disgusting game this is going to be. This is one of the sicko games. Um, uh, BYU be. has those weird photorealistic helmets. Yeah, for that reason, they're losing. Um, Did, did I send you um Utah's helmets for the USC-Utah game? You did. There's also no way that uh, Utah loses that game because they're wearing those helmets. Yeah. They they wore the battleship helmets they, last they year. They shouldn't and... wear those helmets. Yeah, they're a little weird. That's that's a little. They've hand painted deceased football players on them. I don't know about so... it. I don't know. It feels weird. I think. Mm, I don't mm. know. Anyway, um. Yeah, yeah, Arkansas BYU. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I, I'm going Arkansas here. Um, I, I feel like KJ will be back and we'll have just a strong comeback game. BYU struggled against, uh, struggled and lost against Notre Dame last week, who is is only come up against Notre Dame is back, baby. Yeah, Catholicism is back. Um, Marcus Freeman is undefeated since converting to the, to Catholicism. Can't argue with the stats, um, but 
But uh, Sam Pittman said that if he loses this game, he has to convert to Mormonism. So um, I, I think Arkansas is going to do everything they can to keep this man from having to go on a mission. So uh, Arkansas by 90. Yeah, I'm picking BYU so I can laugh at Arkansas more. All right. That's our third difference of the day. So if we're if I'm counting these right, that means that one of us is going to be in the lead at the end of this. Mm-hmm. Week. So anyway, um, next game number eight, L- LSU. No, number game number eight. Excuse me, game number eight is LSU at Florida, um, and just another gross game. Yeah, um, this one over would under be on, really over cool. Under if it was shoes like, that are going to be thrown. This one would be really cool if it was like 2020 or 2019. Yeah. Um, but I just kind of have it on here because because uh, this is a this is a nice uniform matchup. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna look at this game and think about better times. Yeah. That being said, who are you picking? Um. I'm going Florida here. Um, okay. I think this game matters more for LSU and Brian Kelly. Um, yeah. I th- I think Florida, Florida can can deal with their coach losing this one. Um, I'm I'm not sure if LSU can, and Once that, again, that that that's... you're just given reasons and then going no no like I mean put them in a spot like that and I'm not sure if they can like do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, like I'm... it's a big spot for them. Yeah, I'm also going Florida here. Um, I I just. I think they had some strength going. By they had the big win against like Southern to kind of make them forget about the Florida State game. Followed it up with a win against Mississippi State. Like it seemed like they were getting some traction, and then um, had the comeback win against Auburn to win a twenty-one seventeen. And then it just got just snatched away from them. Like a home game against Tennessee, you have a chance to like. I mean, you're what, three and one at that point. Like you, you really have a chance to save this season, and you just get just embarrassed on your home field. I feel like a lot's just been taken from LSU this year and uh, just in the last week, really. And uh, I, I think Florida's just going to continue to just take from them. So um, I'm going Florida here as well. All right, game number nine, number four, Clemson at Florida State. Uh, why exactly is this game one? Uh, isn't Florida State, like, favored? <laughs> There's no way. Uh, I think it's like within three. That being said, I'm thinking uh, Clemson. It's, by it's Clemson minus five. Okay, we're going Clemson by twenty-one. Um, I'm also gonna go Clemson. However much I would love Florida State to win this game, um, I really don't like Clemson. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but I'm picking right. them. Game number 10, America's Game of the Week in Lexington, Kentucky. We've got number 16, you heard it right, number 16, Mississippi State at number 22, Kentucky. Um, Plain and simple, I'm taking the dogs, Mm -hmm. Um, putting it into the trend that no home team has lost in this series since 2015, um, or since 2014. Uh, No, it's 15. Yeah, you're right. Um, I I really just think that this Mississippi State team is a little bit different. Like you said, the only good team, uh, only good state team that has gone to Lexington and lost 
um, is 2018. And that was a weird game. First-year head coach. First-year head coach. Had a lot of social media, like, trash talk happening before the game. Benny Snell was rude. Um, Will, uh, not Will, Josh Allen. uh, Yeah, we just didn't block him. Yeah, like, that was Um, just a horrible Joe Moorhead was still figuring out that you just run the quarterback. Um, Yep. A&M and Auburn would pay for this game. Um, But we had to learn something in this one. And losing 28-7, to it it wasn't fun. It was probably my – until 2020 with the Arkansas and Kentucky games going back-to-back, this was probably like the 2018 game at Kentucky was probably the most miserable – I've ever been just sitting on my couch watching a football game because we just couldn't do anything. We just were, we're just stagnant the entire game. Um, Mike Leach and the air raid have taught me to be a little bit more patient. Um, and the three years later, we're here, and I, I think that we're we're a better team. I think we're gonna go, and I, I think the spread has gone down to what four, four and a half. Uh, yeah, but that's just Levis being back. Yeah. I mean, it was. It started out as like a seven, seven and a half point spread for us, and then it's gone down to four and a half. I, I think it's going to be uh, a couple of scores. I think we're going to win pretty big, and I'll get a score uh, here in a second. But I'm going to go Mississippi State. Yeah, I'm also picking Mississippi State here. Um, yeah, I think I think this team's a little bit different. Um, I don't like the position that Kentucky's in right now. The, well, granted, this game still really scares me. Like. Just because, like, you know the trend and everything about it, but if if you don't if you don't care about the trend, there's nothing to worry you in this game. Yeah, like, I'm not worried. I mean, like, if if you just look at it from this season, Mississippi State wins not like ten times out of ten. I'm pretty sure. Um, Kentucky has the big win their their big win at the time against Florida, who was coming off of a win against Utah. Um, Florida has turned out to be not not necessarily a great win, um, and Kentucky had a good chance against an undefeated Ole Miss team to prove themselves, and and just couldn't do it. Um, without their quarterback, they lost to South Carolina last week, so that's kind of kind of an odd one that we're not going to really harp on. But I just I, I think Kentucky is it, they're just they're just not going to win. I forgot big games. that Kentucky went up ten to nothing against us last year. Yeah, it was it was kind of scary at first. What was the final in that one? Thirty-one seventeen. Just a nice outscoring your opponent thirty-one to seven in the <laughs> in the second quarter on. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm gonna let you go score first, just because I haven't decided on one yet. But um, states states, my, I'm going yeah, with them. Okay, well, let me, let me real quick. Because we have that stupid little streak going on right now about our um, how many points we've scored in straight games. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've scored 40-plus points in three straight games. Do we keep it alive? Uh, I'm saying no. Hmm. Give me the dogs 40 to 24. Okay, so that's a 16-point game. I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to go Dogs 34-17. So I'm going to give us a 17-point win. We're not going to reach 40 points, but we'll win rather handily. Uh, we'll, so. we'll miss 40 by a missed field goal and an extra point, right? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, absolutely. All right, offensive and defensive guys. I'll go first. Offensively, um, I've been so good at picking the players of the game. I've been horrible. <laughs> I've been so good on the everybody offense. that I, every defensive guy I pick either gets ejected for targeting or almost gets ejected. For I targeting. swear to God, and if then, you ever take Forbes. <laughs> all right, offensive player of the week um, for me. Give me two, Lou, to have some stupid big play. Okay. Um, Whether it's in the kicking game or or offensively, I'll take I'll take either one. So, so I had um, against Arkansas uh, going back uh, two weeks. I picked actually A and M. Yeah, yeah, two weeks. Um, I picked Justin Robinson to or Robertson. I forgot. But yeah, Justin Robinson to come out and have a big game. He had his best game of the season so far. Uh, last game against Arkansas. Uh, I, I turned, and I picked Austin Williams. And he had two of the best catches of his career last week. Do, did, he, did he have two catches in the game? Yeah. Like, yeah. it was just two catches, and they mm-hmm. were both ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, both stupid. Um, so so going into this one, um, I'm, I'm riding pretty high. Uh, feel, feel like I feel like I'm kind of, kind of in tune with the randomness of this team right now. Mm-hmm. Um... Haven't seen a big game out of this guy in a while. Give me Jaden Wally. All right, there you go. Defensively, uh, I'm going Forbes. Um, he's got back-to-back games uh, against A&M. Had two interceptions and a pick six against Arkansas. He had a just a incredible, incredible interception uh, that kind of just if the game wasn't already sealed, that kind of sealed it. Um, I'll say a third week in a row with an interception, and if um, he gets ejected, you're not never allowed to pick him ever again. I'm I'm just never going to pick a defensive player again. Um, I I don't know when like Thorpe Award, uh, like semifinalists, finals, whatever come out. I'm sure it's close to the end of the year when awards season happens, but um, he better be on it. Just. Just going to put that out there. He better be on some sort of list for it. Um, so, that's okay. all i got to say. Um, I picked Buki last, last week. He didn't do much for me. Um, I've picked both of... I've picked two of our safeties. I've picked Forbes. I'm not picking Jet. Um... Give me Nathan Pickering. Um, I okay. could see I could see like some play at the goal line, and Nathan making some stupid play. Um, so yeah. All right, I like it. Okay, well that's gonna do it for our pick'em this week. Uh, we've already posted our prompt uh, for to send in your picks. So do that before 11 a.m. on Saturday for a chance to be shouted out on the next episode. Um, we're going to rapid fire our two Instagram questions for the week. This is our favorite part of the podcast every single week. And although we only have two questions this week, uh, we'll still be glad to answer them. So, um, I'm going to shout these out or I'm going to just, just say these out and Hunter, I want you to give us your best answer for them. Okay. All right. So question number one from football, Greg 98, do you expect Arnett to blitz a ton versus the South Carolina O-line? This bad South Carolina line. Um, I kind of doubt it. 
Yeah. Um, maybe whenever we play South Carolina next year. All right. Um, second question is from Brooks Taylor. Uh, state helmets are dope. What would be the best helmet design? Um, something I, that looks a whole lot like this. I really don't know if it could get much better. I. You you have to change the accessories on the helmet away from the banner M, but I'm yeah. not too sure what you change them to. I for the top one, could you just do like a like outline of Mississippi? Probably, yeah. I mean, that would look good. I think because I, I don't want only... like different like just spelling out of state like yeah. on it. Yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't do it for me. I, mean, um, I will Adidas say right there. So if I'm, I'm just going through the helmets that we've had, I don't think the interlocking MSU is better than this. Um, Banner M, whether it's this one or the like Croom era one, neither of those are better. Um, the M over S wasn't better. The only one that I, I put up there with this is the Flying M. Flying and, M was cool. And I'm 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 still kind of partial to that one. Um, I love this for baseball, and I love it as like, if if we want to go into branding as just state, I'm all for it. I, I would be fine with this. Flying M is just a cool logo with cool history, and uh, that one's probably gonna just always take the cake for me. I, I think don't, I don't the Cal expect... College uh, logo would be cool. That'd be cool for one. Yeah, I don't expect Flying M to ever be like a primary logo. I could see this becoming primary though. Like yeah. this, this has potential. Flying M is a cool throwback one-time thing maybe once a year even but uh this is this has this is the first one i've seen other than banner and that has like it Logan. has it has potential like, like it, it could be our new thing and it's our old thing so that's that's even cooler so um anyway that's our two questions for uh from instagram this week thank you guys so much for contributing those and um yeah i'm i'm just Really excited for another weekend of Mississippi State football. Um, As everybody's watching football this weekend, be safe, have fun, and we will see you back next time on Going for Two with Jack Taylor. Thanks. What do you think Luke Meyer's doing right now? Luke Meyer... That guy never sends in Instagram questions or pics, but he's our most like interactive follower. I don't even think this guy listens. <laughs> we just DM him. Dog, if you're listening to this right now, send me two kissy face emojis. With uh, the the like grinning demon in between them. Oh, 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 we, we missed something. Uh, Tom Foolery. Tom Foolery. Yeah, we got to say Tom Foolery. Tom Foolery. We did it. Let's go. See ya.